Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. I want to share with, my, with you my definition of forgiveness, um, because everyone's got their own definition. And it, it will help you understand why I put together the talks the way I do. Forgiveness to me is the facilitation of the restoration of harmony. Harmony is a natural state, but it needs to be restored at times. We can get out of harmony. Things can get out of order. Things can get out of balance. And restoration helps us move back into that natural order of things, that natural balance. The earth functions quite well until human beings help <laughs> or do things. Because they don't, as we just didn't understand the natural order, the natural balance of things, and how to, and how to sustain that. And I think that what the world needs right now is a little more balance, a little more, a little more um, getting along, a lot more coming together, a lot more bridges, a lot less schisms, a lot more equanimity, a lot more justice, which justice is just an expression of balance. <laughs> where everything is considered. Everything is considered. I also said that um, <laughs> we are all doing our best. Last week I said that, we're all doing our best. Unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath, which I don't think anybody's signing up for, you're all doing your best, aren't you? Like, aren't you doing your best? We are, we do, we try. And we make messes. To be human is to make a mess, right? How many of you know that even with your best intentions, you made a mess? Yeah, and what's really difficult is when we do it in our own home. Ooh, that's awful. So I want to talk about how we can mess up less. This is the mess up less talk. And maybe, you know, even though we're going to make less messes, maybe we can even be the victim of less messes. The victim of less messes. So that we're not always walking through life trying to avoid a mess. That we, we, we courageously work, walk through, ma- through life and that we actually seem to see things parting. You know, I love, I love that idea. God will make straight my way. I mean, could that really be, be true, that we could just allow ourselves to walk confidently and not always be looking and being hypervigilant and, and overcautious? I mean, that to me is too stressful, way too stressful. So, um, yeah, this is the, the anti-mess talk. <laughs> and I, am, I have been... Um, influenced by Reverend Michael Ingersoll, when he would encounter a mess, um, something that was a kerfuffle or, or a, a, a conflict or whatever, and what he would say is, how are my fingerprints on this situation? How did I maybe contribute to this situation? How did I do that? Because if we could... Let God act more and us act out less, we might have a better life.
So I have two things that I want to share with you about the, the less mess. So this, you know, it's kind of a tongue twister. Let's have a talk about less mess. Anyway, the first one comes from the Bible. And I was a, a born-and-green Christian long enough that sometimes these verses will just pop up. It's like, really? Ooh. This is a verse I never liked in the first place, so why is it popping up now? And it is, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Meaning, we're in here, you're listening, you get to hear good music, you get to have prayer, there's an atmosphere of cooperation, and it's sweet, and then you're going to go out there. Or we're actually going to interact, or whatever. How do we do that? We're as wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And I thought, why? Why, why serpents? I don't really like snakes. But if you think about it, well, how many of you, when you see a snake in the grass, it kind of startles you? You know, you're startled like, oh, it's not like I hate snakes. I just, they just seem to be sneaky. <laughs> and they come out of nowhere. And, and then they slither. Well, if we are startled, so are they. Because most of the time we don't see a snake because they feel us coming. And so they're startled. Most snakes are trying to get away, and most snakes stay out of our way. They're, they're not after us. We're way too big. And um, unless it's a python that's been very hungry for a very long time, I don't really think we have to be afraid of them. They're going to try to get away, and they will only protect themselves if they feel threatened. And th so we're, we're wise. Stay out of messes. Stay away from things. Avoid certain conversations, sort of, kind of. But I don't think it's to avoid the conversation. I think we avoid adding to the conflict in a conversation. Does that make sense? And then we do that at the same time being as gentle as a dove, being compassionate, being kind, being soothing. I will, I will give you a little illustration about how I think this happens because, frankly, some of Jesus' metaphors, I go, Meh. But uh, I actually heard from one of our congregants this week, and um, he took over a job as a producer for a TV show, a post-production post producer. And post-production producers only answer to the executive producers. Well, the executive producers had nev never created a TV show before. So they really had some good ideas about what the storyline should be, but no idea how to put it together. No idea what it took. No idea the cost of things. So he took over for a producer who quit because she was so exhausted trying to put this thing together. And she was not a newbie. She was like, had been in the industry for decades, had worked on the biggest TV shows in it, the... I, it, no. She's not a newbie. She knew how to do it. But they were asking so much, she finally just said, I quit. I can't do this. So he walks into this situation, and he's got to be wise and gentle. Wise in what it takes, but gentle enough in saying it that it can be heard. Do you see how that kind of works out? How many of you have heard the truth, but it came at you like a sledgehammer? How'd you respond after you picked yourself up? 
You know, it's like, oh. Do you see what Jesus was giving us? He was giving us good wisdom. It's also like, whoa, that's a spiritual practice to work on. So let's go to a little more modern wisdom, which is the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I have read this and read this and read this. It's part of our self-mastery program. Um, Abigail is teaching out of it or has taught out of it. It is, it is a wonderful methodology for being wise and kind, wise and gentle. So I want to talk about these four agreements, and I'm going to give you my slant on things, because if I give you my slant on Jesus, why not Don Miguel Ruiz, right? Now, so I have my own way of looking at some of this stuff. So the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Well, I realize as I'm reading this for the ninth or tenth or I don't know how many times, that has been difficult for me because I come from a family who communicated through innuendo. There was no direct communication. I really was supposed to guess. And I was good at it. I'm not sure the guess was always right, but I could guess. So I am learning to grow in my ability to be impeccable with my word and to um, avoid messes, or at least avoid the kind of messes that could be. So um, since most messes happen between people and people communicate, if we became better communicators, there would be less messes. Now, um, hmm. I love the word, I want to use the word, look at the word impeccable. Impeccable means without sin. Sin is a mistake, it's flawed. So sometimes we can use words in such a way that they're flawed. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. How can you not be, how can, how can your words be whole and, and substantive? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was God and it's creative, so our words have power. One of the stories that I've said, I've, I've shared before, but I got this from um, Brother Tete, who is a minister, a new thought minister in Ghana. And, and he actually just discovered it. I mean, it just bloomed in him what we're teaching. Bloomed in him. And then he prayed that people like him would find him. And so, you know, like I I brought him to Washington twice. I brought him to this center twice. Because his, his, his the power of his word as a mystic and a healer is amazing. And he said he took a year off from talking. Because he realized he was just throwing words out. And he gave himself three words a day. Well, if you only give half three words a day, you really think about what those words would be. And they're meaningful. Like, how far can I go with a word? And what, what would give, be the best word? Now, that was, that was, you know, I don't seem like a talker, and I'm really not. I only talk in front of you guys. But even I would have a very hard time with this. To really think before I spoke. So... One of the things that Don Miguel Ruiz talks about is lying. And I, so I want to just say, if we want to be impeccable, we need to stop lying to ourselves and others. 
And I don't mean like we lie-lie. I mean like we don't know or tell the truth. We don't know or tell the truth. I, tr- I, I don't think I fib anymore. I, I don't even think I, I don't think I do. But I'm a master at not telling the whole truth. The woman who our member replaced in the TV show was unwilling to say how hard the executive producers was making it for her and her and her crew. And she just kept taking it on and taking it on and taking it on until she finally broke down and had to quit for her health. She wasn't able to just say the truth. I'm working with a bunch of ministers or a group of ministers right now, and I'm, I'm amazed at how hard it is even for ministers to know what their heart wants and to speak the truth about it. To just be, you know... <sighs> This is what I desire, and and it's okay that I desire that. Oftentimes, we dummy down our desires into what we think we can make happen. We have a member in our congregation who has a new baby. It's been her her dream for a very long time, and all the ways she thought she was going to have a baby didn't work out. She's got a baby because she just kept telling the truth. I want my own baby, I want my own child. I'll tell you the truth. It's like, so one of the things that we don't always tell the truth is because if I tell you the truth, what would you think of me? There's something I really, really, really want. It's to be a really, really, really good horseback rider and win. First place. Lots. I want blue ribbons. Not these little pinky second places. You see, do you understand? Like, and I know why I want those blue ribbons, and I'll give, get that to you later in a minute, because we have to be able to listen to what our heart and value what we want. Oftentimes, we don't value what we want. We judge it by what other people would think about us wanting that. And if we don't tell the truth, God can't work through us because God only works in truth. God, yeah, Rose Loper's here. Thank you. Rose and Janny came back from a tour around the United States, only on the perimeter because they were in a boat. Rose is such an example of, I want this. I want, I want, to, I want to fly helicopters. No women flew helicopters. And then she went on to be a pilot for airplanes and then a, a test pilot for Boeing. Oh, but that's good enough. That life is over. Now I want to travel around in a boat. You know, she listened to her heart. She spoke it, and then she was led into it. But if it's too big or too out there, we dummy it down. That's not being impeccable with our word. Because our word is God, meaning our power, our our power within us. The next thing is, and he, this is what, what Don Miguel Ruiz says, is don't gossip. It's really important in families, and it's really important in things like spiritual communities. Because we're just a big family. See, sometimes we don't want to cause harm. We don't want to cause harm. We just don't take good, complete communication to the next result 
and, and make it a priority. And by, and by good, I mean complete. We listen to something, and we love someone, and we believe it, but good communication is hearing both sides. Good means complete. In the Bible, when, when Jesus said, be ye therefore good, it's like, or good, it's like, no, it's complete. And it's not, we just, we have forgotten the dynamics of this thing called any situation and how many sides there are on it. And I just want to say, if, if we do gossip, it's perfectly okay because um, it means we care about the person we've listened to and we've believed them. It's just that there might be another person with another side and we get to be in the place where we can believe them too. So we're impeccable in that we're not making a mistake and only taking one side. Now, um, I am on a personal quest to be a better communicator. And I wasn't ever on a personal quest to become a better communicator um, until I started riding my new horse. You know the thing about the blue ribbons? It has made me want to be a better communicator because my horse is talented. He, 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 he knows how to get blue ribbons. It's operator error when we don't do well because I don't know how to communicate in a way that he understands and do it in a way that doesn't, what would be the word in, that wouldn't be cussing? Tick him off. Because if he knows how to do something and I try to tell him too forceful, he goes, are you kidding me? What? And he, and he acts out. So it's got to be, ha, 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 wise and gentle. Why? i got to be a wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. Sometimes what, what I'm realizing is sometimes the desire of our heart seems like an outward thing, but we won't get that outward thing unless we have an inner development. Sometimes the only way for God to get our attention is to go, look at this, look at this. But the only way to get to this is through an inner development. So that's why I, I really encourage you to listen to your heart and to your desire and why that might be showing up. I've come up with these things for in my communication with both my horse and with people in general. First of all, stay centered. Centered in who I am. Centered in in that love and that truth and that thing that I want to give out. And then communicate with confidence. Confidently communicate from a centered place, filled with compassion. Meaning, I want to love through this. I want to love through this. And I'm seeking connection, not correction. And when I can come up with and center with these four ideas of being confident, centered, compassionate, and connected, Dreamer and I get along, and we do really well. Now I need to remember that at the next horse show. <laughs> Number two, after being, uh, working on being impeccable with our word, we move into not taking things personally. 
When people offend us, it's because it's, a, it's their mess. Just don't step in it. I want to share this with uh, you. This is from the book, The Four Agreements. If you take it personally, it's because you agree with whatever has been said. At some level, you agree. Now, if somebody accused me of being too tall and too skinny, I would laugh. Like, yeah, right, that's okay. You're crazy. You need to get your eyes checked. It wouldn't be me. But if somebody said I was too squatty, I still wouldn't, you know, I'm not, those those are not my buttons. But we take it personally when someone touches our button. So that's just an indication. Great, we get to do some forgiveness. God can forgive us of that. Forgive that button. What causes, okay. As soon as you agree, the poison goes through you and you are trapped in the dream of hell. What causes you to be trapped is what we call personal importance. Personal importance, or taking things personally, is the maximum expression of selfishness because we have the assumption that it's all about me. Nothing other people do is because of you. It's because of them. All people live in their own dreams and their own minds and are completely in a different world from the one you live in. It's like, you're having a bad day. I do not have to take this on. Don't take it personally. Um... Oh, the other thing that I love about this is about don't take it personally. Don't take it personally if they compliment you either. Sorry. Good news, bad news. Because it's still their stuff. Just bless them for being able to see that great thing and that hopefully they'll be able to see it in you too. Um, <laughs> this also goes for what good th- people think, what, what, g- good things people uh, say about you, it's important that we not take things personally because it's always going to be a trap. It's a trap. Because then, if they saw something good in us and they don't see it the next week, we will start to wonder, what's going on? Why did you not see it? Don't I look good today? (laughs) Which leads me to the next assumption that we need to get over. Don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume because they complimented you one week and they don't the next that they don't like you now. Or don't assume because someone didn't talk to you that they're mad at you. We, and and this, is, this is the deal. As human beings, we're hardwired to assume. But it will put us in hell. People make things up. It's just how we're wired. I don't know that my dog is wired that way. I don't know that my cat is why. Well, my cat's not with me anymore. Anyway, so, but we now have this yellow kitty that wants to be the church kitty. My dog doesn't assume that because I'm late, I've been in an accident. I was married to a logger who stopped at the bar on the way home. When he was late, 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 I assumed he was dead until he wasn't. Then I wanted to kill him. But, I mean, how many of you have been there? I'm not. We assume the, the mind, if it knows this fact and that fact, and they don't coincide or, or 
we make stuff up for the middle. If this is true and this is true, then this is true. That's how the brain works. So if you know you're going to assume and you know you're going to make stuff up, make it up for the better. If someone's late, they're buying you flowers. <laughs> or, or they're looking around for some wonderful place to take you for dinner. Assume good things, because you will assume. We have a, a, a ground rule at, at our center for the staff, and it's the assume good. Assume good stuff. And then see how it works out. And it always works out better that way. <laughs> so... Uh, the last one is do your best. Just do your best. In this thing called being in community, in this thing called being in a family, in this thing called being in, in our world, all we can do is be, be our best. And we're going to flub up and we're going to make a mess. But if we truly work on our communication within ourselves and with others, if we really want to connect, if we really want to be compassionate, if we really have the confidence to know that we can come from a centered place and communicate well, we will. We'll start doing it better and better and better. Every time I ride, I get a tiny bit better and then a tiny bit better. I mean tiny, tiny bit better. But I do see progress. And every time I want to fire back and I don't, I see a tiny bit of progress. And every time I really try to make sure that my words are getting through, I'm making progress. And every time I don't assume the worst, I'm making progress. And I know that for all of us. This is the way that we can truly move into a more heavenly experience. Let's pray. And I'm so grateful for the people in this room. I'm so grateful for the people who have learned the power of their word, for the people that are learning the power of their word. And for those of us who are just saying, wow, I got the word and I got to be powerful, all of that is good. We're all on the same wonderful tra trajectory to a more heavenly experience on earth. And I say, thank you, God, for this. Thank you for bringing us together, and may we be blessed together. And may we find that what we need is within us. We can be wise. We can, we can be the place where peace and harmony and joy and love shows up. It's in us. It's not something that we'll get when we finally finish this or finally achieve that. No, it's within us. Life is evolving from the inside out. We are growing from the inside out. So honor that center. Honor the center of God that resides within you. Just in your heart of hearts, say, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, that I have everything I need within me now. I am a center of compassion, truth, love, wisdom, and gentleness. I'm the place where harmony happens. And so it is.